And we up. And we up. Another episode. We can start off like this. Here's that dude we was talking about. Yo, bring him in here. What's the type of time we on tonight? It's been a couple weeks, but life be life in, so thank you for uh, bearing with me, you know. Got a special guest in in studio tonight, so this would be a good one. This would be a good one. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. What's your purpose? Should it mean that we're suspect? I'm sensing no respect. You about to have me smack you off the reflex. You leave me no choice. Welcome to the Don't Ever Think It Podcast with your host, my uncle, Dominican Johnny. So you know what it is. Dominican Johnny joined in the studio by the MC you're hearing right now, coming through your airwaves. My man Cuban Spit Latin. I don't know if he goes over that anymore because cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we still the same, man. It's still, okay. still hitting. Yeah, because nowadays, you know how sensitive motherfuckers are. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. On Apple Music, everybody. Cuban Spit Latin. Damn, this is episode 106, give or take. Yeah, man. Okay. Consistently, consistency is the key. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. No, 104. Episode 104, my bad. Don't overthink it podcast. Yo, it's Dominican Johnny. We got my man Cuban Spit Latin in the building, a.k.a. Cuban. You from Harrisburg, you know, you already know his, uh, his, his pedigree as far as uh, lyrically. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that tonight. We're gonna talk about his pivot, and maybe not even it maybe not even be a pivot because maybe he was always into it and just explored other avenues. Yeah, no doubt. And shit. But uh, Cuban, what up? What's good, my boy, man? How you been? Chilling, 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 chilling. Uh, yeah, this is how we usually do it. Uh, I usually like interviewing people and getting their quote unquote origin stories. Yeah, no doubt. So I always usually intro it with something. If they got music, put the music, or yeah. if not. Sometimes I, I the other day I bugged out and just put the goddamn uh <laughs> I put the GI Joe intro on. <laughs> <laughs> no I just doubt. do it, it's just it's just random. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. So uh yeah, man, welcome to the show, man. We've been talking about this goddamn how long? A year and a half, yeah, maybe? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Ever since you was at at, at Capital Punishment. Yes. Just shout out to Claudie. Yes. You know? Um I guess I wanna start off with you like uh like everybody knows with you and Ag and and your whole squad. What damn, what was the name of the squad? Damn, I, I went uh, blank. I just level blank. one? That level one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was level one. No, then what was the whole crew with with, with Mike and all that? NRL. That's what it was. The yeah, National that, Motherfucking Rap League. <laughs> there it is. Once he said that, I was like, Yeah, that's what it was. NRL. I, I know it was level one when it was uh you, Ag and Smitty. Yeah, yeah. And I already had Smitty on here. So I got his origin story. So uh, what I want to do is get into yours as well. Because um, are you originally are you originally from here? Uh, no. I was, so I was born in Cuba. Uh, Literally. Came, so that's yeah. why his name's Cuban. Lady. He's yeah. the obvious. <laughs> I was born in Cuba. Um, I came over to the to the United States when I was a baby. So um, I was raised here um, from four months 
of being born all the way up until now. So like everything that I know is American is American. You know what I mean? So even though I'm Cuban, I still relate to, you know, being American, being, you know, into the culture because this is all I know. True. True. And yeah. And, and for those who think that, uh, if you would see him, he looks like a black man and shit. He has, <laughs> he, he's not the uh, Romeo Santos, Mark Anthony looking Cuban either. He's nah. not what they what they call um quote unquote white Cubans. He's not that. He's you know what I mean. If if he if he didn't if he didn't say he was Cuban, you would just think oh it's, it's just another black dude. And just shit. another so, black guy. Yeah. yeah. Which in you know, in all sense of the word, though, we all are pretty much black. Yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. Certain motherfuckers try to fight it and argue it. Yeah. But mm-mm, that ain't it. Them levels is good right here. Yeah, because all I right do is there. play instrumentals and yep. you know what I mean, nothing like having a good conversation over uh, hip hop beats. No doubt. Yeah. So, um, so you came over here. So you're really an immigrant, immigrant for yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm Dominican, but I was born here. Yeah. My my parents came over. No, no, I'm really yeah full. Did your did your parents come over? On like the infamous yes yep nineteen eighty so, yep so the the infamous dan, 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 yep, dan, yep. That, that that intro that you dan, see dan, on the Scarface mm, movie mm, mm, yeah that was that was that was my parents that was me yeah <laughs> and same, my family same same with Diana same with Diana her parents came over on the same same boat but they settled in Miami though word yeah when, when your parents came over did they stay in Miami first and then migrate up um, here or nah we so. The way my understanding of how everything happened, we came um, and we were in refugee camps. And then yep. from the refugee camps, they started, you know, dispersing people all over the place. And my family ended up in Indian Town Gap. Oh, know. OK. Yeah. And they, oh, so uh, they were dispersing them to army bases? Yeah. So that's. Oh, so, shit. So I didn't know that part of yep, it. So my family, we all ended up there. Um, and then from there, you know. We got my parents got sponsored with people from the church or whatever, and you know, got them out of there, got them established, you know, got them, you know, jobs, place to, you know, place to live, and that's where we went. Oh no, shit. Yeah. Well, you know what? Now that I think, now that you said that, yeah, they was all like you couldn't get out of the internment camp unless you had a relative here yep. that could vouch for you, yep. or, or you had to have a sponsor. Yeah, yep. you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, that part slipped my mind and shit. Yep. Damn. So, but do you even remember being in in the camps or nothing? No, I, I was still a baby. A baby. Yeah. I was a baby. Okay. <laughs> so your by the time your earliest memories, probably you could recollect, you were already. Yep. That part. Probably they probably had to tell you that that happened, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Damn. Well, thank God you survived. Shit. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So then, what was it like? What was it like being a Cuban but not looking Cuban? Because I know that's a thing. Because you know, down in <laughs> Miami, there's a lot of quote unquote white Cubans. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. If you was to look at them, you think a white man or a white woman. So and then until they start talking. So for me, the colorism part of it. Yeah, yeah. So for me, um, early on as a kid, like. It wasn't a challenge uh, because, you know, skin color wise, like everybody thought I was black. Yep. You know, I lived in the hood. All my friends was black, you know, so they was like, oh, he's just another nigga. Like it wasn't nothing, you know. So in the beginning, I would be kind of like a little embarrassed, you know, because my name and everything like that, my, my government. 
You know, they're like, yo, what kind of name is that? That's not black. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it is, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, you, you were trying you, to assimilate. Yeah, you just never heard it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then we, I'd be outside playing with my homies or whatever. And like, you know, uh, the the street lights start coming on. And, yeah. you know, my, my, my grandma be out calling me in Spanish because she ain't speak no English. So yeah. she's like, you bad. And I'm like, it's like, is she calling you? It's like I don't, I don't know who she called it, bro. I don't even know what she talking about. You know, oh, what I, mean? I used wow. to I used to front on it. I ain't go. I'm not yeah. gonna hold you, but you know, as I got older, you know, I started to embrace, embrace it, it yeah. a little bit more. And you know, when I was in school, and it, you know, what I mean, it started to come in handy. You know, what I mean, because there you go, use it. God damn <laughs> you it. know, as, as as I as I started to to find out, you know, because I look black all the time. To everybody like I don't have an accent you know when I spoke yep. you know the way I dressed everything you know I, I played the part so I could be amongst a bunch of Spanish people and if they was talking crazy you know what I mean I could pick up on what was going on and then I'd be like alright yeah, I know what's going on world. let me you know what I mean let me Chameleons, let, let yeah. me shift let me do this let me do yep, that you know yep. so yeah. it, it, was, it, it was interesting you know what I mean coming up as a young buck and you know all my homies that I went to school with, they still consider me, you know, I mean, black. You know, I mean, of course, I'm, one, I'm, of one of the, I'm one of the niggas. It is what it is. You know yep. what I mean? So, yeah, trust me, I know how that was because when I first moved here, they didn't know what the fuck Dominicans were. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was like they didn't hear me. Like I was mad shy when I first came here from from Boston and yeah. shit. And, and in Boston, though, there's Dominicans, Cambodian, Laos, Greek, everything. Yeah. So it's a big mix. So it's not a big deal. But down here is. 92% black Yeah And then the rest Is Puerto Rican And white And other And shit And then squeeze a, a drop of Dominicans At that time Yeah And they would be like Oh shit You speak Puerto Rican I was like No I speak Spanish Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they were like What the fuck are you They were like Oh you mixed I was like No I'm Dominican They were like What's that Yeah They didn't know what it was So I had to literally Play you know National Geographic And point out a map And shit Yeah In the social studies class And like house <laughs> House one and shit, and showed them the map. Be like, see, there goes Puerto Rico. Right. There goes Dominican Republic, and it's connected to Haiti. Yeah. And look, right there's Cuba. And if you go a little south, there's Jamaica. Yeah. You know, but trust me, the the flipping and knowing Spanish. Yeah. When they think you black comes in handy, especially around here. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And it also works with the chicks too. Oh yeah. Oh, in high school, you, you hit them with works. that. You hit them with that. Hey, hey, mommy, bang a guy. Yeah, yeah, like, what? yeah. What? yeah. What you, yeah. what you know about that? And now I hit him with it. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that, and she be like, "Ah, get up with him. Ah, right. look at you. You thought I was black? Hey, get the fuck out of here, bitch." Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I understand how that is, and because the colorism thing is a big thing within Spanish people, like a motherfucker, even like a well, Myron, but call him Lael too. Like yeah. he's Cuban too. And ship and he don't look it either. Yep, so, exactly. You know what I mean. And, and my girl, she's cute, but she she looks it though. Yeah. But then there's the funny thing: some white people think she's white. Yeah. I like. I don't know where y'all get that from, but eh, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then, all right then. So growing up primarily in Harrisburg, and uh, what section you grew up on the hill of town? Um, a little bit of both. Um, okay. as a as a youngster, you know, what I mean. Five, six, seven, earlier than that. But you know, when I was able to start walking and roaming, yeah, I lived uptown. Okay, know? I lived uptown off of um, off of Third Street. Um, I spent a lot of time up on Sixth uh, Street, um, 
Harris Street where my grandmom lived, um, like that whole area, okay, uptown, like so mainly those, uptown. Yeah, yeah, those were my stomping grounds. Um, around middle school era, what? around the middle school era, that was when my, uh, my parents they bought a they bought their first home on the hill. Okay, so I lived on the hill the remainder of you know my life up until you know I moved out the house and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we were. We were on like 17th Street. Got you. you. Know, I was all. Oh, you in the thick of it. Yeah, I was right there between, you know, the bypass, both Street, uh, 18th Street. Oh, you were up that way. Um, Damn, you were. You weren't too far from me when we. Yep, State Street. Yeah, because um, let me tell you something. When we moved here, the first uh, apartment we had was 1823 State Street, right between 18th and 19th. Okay, yeah. And we used to go around the corner to North and. Uh, 19th Street yep, to, to the, that truck to, to, to the, and get the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. And get them chicken wings and shit. Yeah. And fries. Yeah. So we were too far apart from yeah, each yeah. other. We shit. De- right there. Right yeah. in the area. Reservoir Park. Yeah. Regina Street. All that. I was yeah. like right in that. In the heart of all that. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. But you were a couple of years behind me though. So, but, yeah. then, but yeah. We were all in the same spot. So and then uh, I hate to I don't, don't want to say The cheesy question But I'm going to say it Just to be funny But like When did you first Fall in love with hip hop <laughs> <laughs> Because um, you're talking To an elite MC And I'm talking about MC Not what you motherfuckers Are now But An actual like MC where bars were, Like we grew up In a time where yeah. bars Actually mattered So for me um, Hip hop uh, I would say Around the age of four, five, Jesus, so, um, not rapping, yeah, but just the the, the culture within mm-hmm. itself, because mm-hmm. um, my brother he he was he was in, he was into hip hop, he was a graffiti artist, stuff like that, and as a youngster, um, I used to like mimic him, so got it, break dancing and all that stuff, like everything he was into, I was into. You know, so that's where my love for hip hop began mm-hmm. early on, you know, like graffiti, drawing, you know, just doing all that stuff and, you know, the breakdancing aspect of it. And then, you know, ultimately becoming a lyricist. I didn't come on till I say probably like <sighs> after during middle school, during okay. middle school, oh okay, yeah, around middle school, that's when I I found that I had a talent to do music. Did somebody know? point it out to you, or you just knew inside you, or did so, your brother or somebody say, "Yo, nah, you actually so, nice"? So here, here, here's here, here's how that happened. Um, I was always into the music, and you know, like I would always listen to like. You know, hip hop artists, you know, Dr. Dre, you know, West Coast rap, Spice One. That was you know. your thing? Yeah. So I, I was heavy. In, I was shit. I was heavy into the West Coast rap, even though I was on the East Coast. I yeah. don't get me wrong, I like East Coast rappers too, but it was just something about that West Coast rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was just getting me. Spice One is that dude. Yeah, you know, so I used to I used to bang that and I used to listen to that. And then um I would I would mimic the music, so like I would I would memorize the verses, and I would just be rapping along with them, and just you know getting in tune with it. And then it went from me mimicking what I was listening to, 
verbatim to me playing around with words just yeah, you know I, I mean throwing stuff out there just seeing if i can do it and mm-hmm. it was like you know the more and more i did it you know like you know i would hear corrupt now i'm like oh i want to i want to try to do something like that mm-hmm. i hear something spice one did oh i want to do something like that Tap it you know? in the brain with the yeah, 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 yeah. never would have so thought so i, I started i started doing stuff like that and that's yeah. how i started getting into the rapping aspect of it and then i just started freestyling like everything mm-hmm. I, not, I didn't write rhymes i was just i just was freestyle so you know if i was around my cousins or around my, my friends or whatever mm-hmm. you know be like oh let's freestyle okay i love freestyling you know what i mean yeah and it wasn't to up until the point that somebody heard me freestyle it was like hey man you should try writing that stuff down you know mm. that I never thought to write music. What grade were you in when you heard that? I was in because I always time it. I always I, I like um, using hip hop too as like a calendar, like to bullet point yeah, certain yeah. things. Like what song was out that you were doing that that you were freestyling to? Yeah, I, what instrumental? Do you, um, can you recollect that or not really? The instrumental that I used to bang heavy that used to get me ain't nothing but a cavy hit. With um, it was on uh, Rhyme and Reason soundtrack, soundtrack. yeah, with, uh, with the, Mac Ten, the, with, with the Dog the, Pound and Mac Ten yep, song, Dog Pound and Mac ding, Ten. Ding, ding, I had to sing, I had the single, yeah. I had the single, and I used dun, to, I used to dun, bang dun, that all the time. Dun, and on the flip dun, side, dun, it had the instrumental. Yeah, I so remember that was, it. That was my joint. You know what I mean? That one. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. yep. That was my joint. That's so um, funny. You know it, it, what's funny is you and Marcus kind of have a similar story because both of y'all fell in love with like more of the West Coast. Yep. It was just more of intriguing yeah. or it just more had more of a bop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, when I when, had more of a vibe to it when, than East when Coast. Around that time, that's what I was. That was what I was into. Yeah. Then um, you didn't try to emulate it though, did you? you nah, didn't try nah, to nah, wear nah, the, nah, the dickies nah, in the. Nah, nah, okay. never. It was just like I said, the <laughs> flow was always was super yeah. dope. Um, I got into it. And then, uh, like, Wu-Tang, like, when they hit the scene, I was mm-hmm. like, I was, uh, you know, I was a fan of Wu-Tang, all that stuff. And um, what grade were you in when Wu-Tang came out? I was in 10th grade when Enter the 36 came out. Mm, yeah, I'm giving away my want, age. Fuck y'all. I want to say, <laughs> I want to say I was in, I was I was still in middle school. You were still in middle school. Still right. in middle yeah, school. yeah, because you're a little behind. Yep. Yeah. When not, yeah. yeah, I was in middle school. Um, cool. But yeah, you know, like that was that was that's how I I started, and then um, around middle school, uh, you know, Daryl Sice. Yes, yes. So shout out to Sice. Yes, ain't seen you in a couple years, but I exactly <laughs> shout out to him. But um, my other friend Daryl, he introduced me to Sice. You okay, know, and he was like, "Yo, I got this kid." Who's the other Daryl? Because I probably um, know him too. Daryl Brown. Yep, I know Daryl. Yeah. So Me he, and him went to Riverside together. Yo, so. Riverside, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So he um, he had uh, introduced me to, you know, Sice or whatever. Yep. And yep. just in conversation, Sice was always a cool dude. He was like a mentor to me. Daryl used to hang around with Todd. Yeah. yeah. And, he, yeah. and he, would, he would hear, he, he, he would take me over there and be like, yo, why don't you meet Sice? Because Sice made beats, huh? Yes. 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 He was a producer. Yes. So he, he would be like, yo, I want you to meet my man, da 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 I want you to spit for him and stuff. So, you know, I was spitting and like the person that actually, you know, sat down and told me, you're pretty decent. You should start writing your music. What's size? Yeah. You know I mean? And I was like, word. You That's know? all it takes. Spark then, it. 
That's how I met Sanji and yep. you know Mike and the and all and Alf that. Dog because Alf Dog Alf, lived three yep. doors down from Sanjeev and all them. Yep, yep, yeah. So like it was like that was just like the the beginning of the lyricism like on a whole nother level because now it's like now I'm not just putting words together in my head. Now I'm actually writing these things, putting pen down to pad, and, and, thoughts and, to and pad. really and really doing it. Nice. But, you know, in high school I didn't start really. Finding a voice, you know, and, and and this is a this is a funny story. Ninth grade, I used to watch Mike Nasty, who was Big Mike at the time. Shout know. out to Mike Mason. We say government. It's like no, yeah. <laughs> you know, he used yeah. to um, he used to tear it down in the lunchroom every every lunch period. He'd be in their lunchroom killing it. You know, and I'm like yo. I could do this, you know. What I mean, I could, but you know, when you first starting off, you're shy, you scared, you don't, you don't want to. Especially you know, in, especially in Harrisburg, exactly. in that high school, there, there was some ignorant little bastards. So I was finally convinced that I should, I should kick, kick some flows at the lunchroom, you know. And I said, you know, I'm gonna come tomorrow, I'm gonna do it. And I skipped class, first lunch period, I didn't do it. Second lunch period, <laughs> I didn't do it, and it was. The, the last lunch period Mike was rapping And right before the bell rung Because he was he was about to finish I came in and I started freestyling And everybody Just like stopped and was like What the fuck like, <laughs> They're like you? Yeah and then because my dad worked at the school They're looking like that's Mr. Lowe's son You know what I mean yep. and, I'm, and I'm sitting there like Rest in I, peace Mr. Lowe's Yes definitely Yeah, And I'm I, I was just spitting. I was in my glory. I, I did probably like like thirty forty five seconds, and then bell rung. And yeah, that was the last they heard. That was and, a good way to end it. Then yeah, and then you know, in conversation, Mike was like, "Yo, yo, you, I know you could spit," and you know, we started talking, and that's how me and Helm got cool. We started hanging out, started doing stuff, and you know, that's where the NRL stuff started coming yeah. into play. And then it, at, in the same breath, you know, I was working with them. But I was always working with Sice as well. So, yeah. like, you know what I mean? With the Ville Click and uh, Gus and, you know, mm-hmm, all them. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was always around them as well with the music. So, you know, I, I picked up a lot of, you know, different things. And, you know, I, I was just trying to hone my skills. And yeah. that was the beginning of it, though. Nice. For you, for you youngsters, too. This is why we kind of appreciate this hip hop shit more than y'all do because it was a concerted effort to actually rhyme on something. We didn't have a device in our pocket yep. where we could just record our voice and instrumentals all in one little device in our pocket. We literally had to find somebody yep. who had some studio equipment, which nine times out of ten was sponsored by a drug dealer. Yep. Or he <laughs> or- was just a spoiled ass nigga and he had some parents that actually you know, yep. kept him, bought him the shit so he could stay in the house and not get into no shit outside. Yeah. Learn how to do it for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. And then yep. use the equipment and then try to master that shit. Cause it was, cause back then, let me see for y'all, it was Sice and them. Smitty was always the dude. Yeah, well, I had, that, that, that was another thing too. Like, oh, okay. I, I don't want to, I didn't want to take Smitty out the picture oh, because nah, Smitty was, the other one for me, mm-hmm. you know, around the time when I started, you know, what I mean, between size and, and and them, and you know, hanging around with Mike, and then Smitty, you know, giving me the opportunity because, like, 
he would do the mixtapes. And yep. I remember it, it, it. This is a funny story. The first time Smitty Smitty's heard infamous me rap, basement. Yeah, the first time Smitty heard me rap, he thought my shit was trash. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I ain't gonna hold you. He thought he thought my shit was trash. I didn't even make the mixtape. You know what I mean? Uh, and I would bug him. I would bug him like, yo. What's up with the what's up with that with that freestyle I did where you go put it on the jaw? Yeah, he 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 would never he would never tell me. Yeah, you know I mean, but it, it he he now as adults now I know because we had the conversation. He Got like, it. Yeah. He's like, I he didn't want to. He didn't want to crush your feelings exactly. back then. So I, I kept I kept on honing on on my skills and you know back in um when Smitty did his uh. 100th anniversary mixtape uh, mm-hmm. Smitty 100 I think mm-hmm. that was the first Official because I did one Freestyle before but like I said he thought I was trash so yeah. I didn't make the cut But when Smitty 100 came And I came Back and I was like yo I'm trying to get On it that's where it All started he opened mm. that door and then It was like from there it was like Every time we would get he would do a Mixtape I'd be like yo let me get on The next joint let me get on the next joint. And then I started doing like mixtapes after mixtapes after mixtapes. And people started hearing me. And yeah. Then, like I started getting out there and, you know, people knowing my name. Shout out to Smitty. I yes. had him on. I, he was in, within the first 10 episodes. I had him on. Yeah. Because I had him the writ. Yeah. That, that, um, so when did the um around that time? So you started getting nicer and nicer. Your name starts circulating, which in Harrisburg, it don't take that long to start yeah, yeah, circulating. Yeah. And then especially if you're still in school, yep. that's a network all in itself yep. and shit. So, yeah, being famous like that, that's like being that's like going viral, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you spitting that freestyle in front of Mike at the very end, that was like yeah. a viral moment because everybody was probably the next period was like, yo, did you know that this motherfucker yeah. can do that shit? Yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of how it went down. That's kind of how it went down. And then uh, I remember that it was either 10th grade year uh Cause Mike was like one 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 grade, grade above me. Yeah, um, we were doing the uh, talent show. We did mm, the talent show. I remember those. I did the talent show with my original crew, uh, with uh, Daryl Life, uh, my boy Chris Tehran. Yeah, um, we were called the Essential Elements. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, so, that sounded like the sound like that Disney movie that just yeah, came out. <laughs> so that was that was my first taste at being on the stage and rapping or whatever. And were you scared? I was I was nervous. Yeah. I was nervous, but you know But you wasn't for Dolo though, yeah, so that probably helped you. I was out. with my crew and yeah. like everybody saw me and like the first thing that everybody was like is like you you're good, but you got to fix your stage presence because I stood in one space and I was rapping. <laughs> I had my little fatigue hat on. And <laughs> it, was, it was just it was wild, but it was a it was a learning experience. Yeah. And then Mike and his crew went on after us. Well, not after, but like later on in the in the talent show. Yeah. And they were so seasoned with their performance and everything. It was like night and day. And I'm like, what the They fuck? put y'all in yeah. the guy that you like, fuck. Yeah, so <laughs> we was cool. We was cool, but it was just like the the whole performance just like changed everything and then I was like, "Yo, I gotta get down with you guys, bro. Like, what's what good?" And that, and that's, and that's how that that marriage all came came about. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing against my team. It was just, you know, like I saw where where they were at. Yeah, and that's where I wanted to be. 
There you go. And for the rest of this joint, I'm putting uh, West Coast instrumentals. He's here (laughs) stranded on death row in the back. I'm putting all West Coast instrumentals. I'm trying to find that joint and shit. Nothing but a cavy hit. Yeah, nothing but a cavy hit. That's what I'm trying to find it, but I'm going to keep going. Um, So how was it coming off of the stage, even though you were getting the, uh, the criticism? Mm-hmm. How was like was it like an adrenaline rush at that time? Yeah, it felt it? It, it felt good, and I wanted more. I okay. wanted more. That you was I mean? you got your first fix yeah, right that there. Was, that was that. It was like a drug to me. I was like, yo, I could do this. Like, I want to do this, and you know, I'm gonna do it. You know, and that's yeah. and that was like my focus. Heavy. You know, what I mean, once once people started hearing me. And, and telling me, oh, you got skills, you know what I mean? I, I think you got potential and this, that, and the third. Like, giving me positive feedback. Yeah. That's when I, 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 I started sticking with it and really, you know, digging deep into writing the lyrics and, yeah. you know, battling in, in, yeah. in, in the lunchroom. You room, You was battling? In, in the hallways, yes. Let me see. I graduated in 9-6. Daryl graduated the year after me, 97. So did you graduate in, what, 98 or 99? Um. 99 Nine Should have been I should have been 98 Yeah Yeah I mean Shit happens Circumstances you know Yeah Did you go to your prom? No I think I went to your prom Yeah I, I didn't I didn't I didn't do no Which is kind of weird no When you think about shit. Now that I think about it Like how old I was I was like 19 going to a prom Yeah That's yeah. kind of weird When you think about it I was like 19 going on 20 Going to a prom because the chick I was dealing with see but if you think about it now yeah. in today's lens it's like oh my god you were a predator yeah not, not thinking that the girl was only two years younger than yeah me. yeah yeah you know but <laughs> yeah it is what it is uh yeah I'm, I'm playing all west coast it's tremendous. all good yeah all good. so so in the mix of that when you started rolling with with Mike and his crew yeah and how seasoned they were when did you come across uh a, 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 a fellow Spaniard named uh, Agony where was Agony in all this part in the beginning? So was he going? Because he wasn't going to I your think, school, yeah, right? Yeah, I think Agony was either going to Bishop McDevitt. He was going. He was. In, he was in a private school. Oh, if okay. I if I if my Lucky. memory serves me correct. Lucky, um, right? <laughs> but um, I'm, how, how did I meet Agony? I'm trying. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I think I met him. I don't probably I, through Smitty. I, I, honestly, I can't even tell you how me and him because he was part of part of NRL too. So was yeah, it like yeah. through association with Mike and them? Mm. Because I remember around that time it was I used to roll with the one kid around the corner from me, Brandon. Yeah, uh, you knew Brandon he used to ride uh, drive the red uh, the red Ford Escort. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's who I that's when I first met. I think I first met you. I know I met Mike through him. I think I met Agony through. Jim Bean, there it is. Because, because Jim Bean graduated three. Yeah, he graduated your year or the year before. Yeah, it w- because he was in. He was. I remember him in school too. And I could be wrong. Maybe I, mm-hmm. I'd have to ask Ag. But yeah. I know we ran it. We we bumped into each other, and we started vibing because he lived. He lived right there on, on, in the alley. In the alley. The, yep. So. You know when we not met, saying that the alley was some yeah, slum shit. No, it just happened to be that's just where his house was. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean, <laughs> so um, we started, we started, we started hanging. You know what I mean, and and, and vibing and doing and doing like little you know home recordings and you know practicing or whatever. And then, in the same breath, he was doing he was doing beats with Bean. So it was like, 
we were always around each other. And then when we were putting together the NRL project, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, well, we might as well include him because he's been down with us. Mm-hmm. He's been, you know, helping out. So he became yeah. part of he became part of the project as well. You know what I mean? And, you know, me and him, we always clicked and 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 did things together. So we put out we were we put out our little uh <laughs> Believe it or not, we we before we were called the future of rap music, mm-hmm. we used to call ourselves the Young Guns. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. We used to call ourselves the Young Guns. Take and, that, Chris and yeah. Neef. Like, so nah. we so we <laughs> so we used to like record little uh, little shit at like. I still got the tapes with the music, and I know he still got it. Like we used to be like like fucking around, be like, "Yo, we're the young guys," and you know what I mean. We'd be doing freestyles and all all types of craziness and stuff. Crazy, but yeah, the young guns. But was your name always Cuban? Did you always just say fuck it? Uh, my name's gonna be so, Cuban. What was your first I, rap name? My my first rap name was Cuban Hurricane. That's a <laughs> <laughs> wow, Cuban Hurricane. I'm pretty sure that'd be offensive now. Yeah, right. D- during her, especially during hurricane <laughs> during season. hurricane season. Yeah, but um, after that, I was like, you know what? what? Okay, I, I was like, uh, I need to change. I need to change my name. So. I started finding different names that I can call myself. Then I came across Cuban Spit Latin, and I was like, "That it, it stuck." And I was like, "I'm a I'm a rock with it." And then between me and Agony working together, we had our like our rap names, but then we would have like our little alter ego rap names. So, got it. I had I, I had Q four five, which is short for Cuban <laughs> yeah. Spit Latin. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we would do stuff like that, and then you know, just throughout the years, I always added different, you know, names to my different to, iterations of to, it to my thing. You know, but you wanted definitely everybody to know you're on Cuban. Yeah, yeah. You're on Cuban yep, B. Yep. Yes, Cuban yep. B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Half bait, classic. Half bait. Yeah. If you youngsters don't get it, fuck y'all. Y'all right. too young. It, it ain't for y'all. Um, <laughs> but that's that's what I'm saying because that's when around that the NRL time, that's when I knew Mike was getting money. Yeah. And then I was rolling with Brandon and stuff, and I was still working and stuff. But I was like, hold up, this dude, he's doing something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then when I seen how he was promoting and everything, I was like, I wasn't even into beats and yeah. nothing. Just yeah, I didn't get into beats till 2001. Yeah. When um Jay, Jay you remember Jay Saint mm-hmm. and all yep. them? Yep. 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 That's when I got it because I've known Jay since I was thirteen. Yeah. So that's when he first introduced me to uh to Todd, yeah, who was the manager and they had their group uh what was it called? Empire. Empire, yeah, 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 yeah. And they had that little studio out there in Enola. Yeah. And that's when I first met Blackston and that's when I first met Dula. Okay. I was just making regular little beats and Jay's the one that got me into it. He gave me like a sample track, a little yeah. four four track sampler joint and i was just sampling little shit and yeah yeah but so then what made you like so if you knew jim beam too um what made you stick with ag as far as production and starting a group rather than jim beam since jim beam was seemed like the more seasoned one um i mean like i said but then again jim beam didn't rap yeah jim he was he was more on the on the r&b he was very musically you know because he played a lot of instruments yeah he did did everything he was real good you know yeah but like me and ag just had this connection that just worked you know and he started doing the beats and you know i just wanted to rap 
when you met him, was he already doing beats or was he just rapping? L- little, he was he was rapping but doing beats on the side. Okay, you know what I mean, so it wasn't like he didn't come out with yeah, it. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was still mm. doing a little little something. Yeah. Nice, nice. So then at that time when you guys, when NRL was forming, you know what? I'm going to have to get Mike on here too because I want to get like a a whole NRL backstory because Ag gave his portion already. Yeah. And now I'm getting your portion. I'm going to have to get it from from Mike, the the helm of it and shit, you know? But so when you guys were doing NRL, because that was a lot of y'all, though. It was Jim Beam. It was you, Jim Beam, Mike, Ag. Well, uh, Jim, Jim, Jim was part of Trey Song. So they, Trace, they, yeah, they were, they, were the R, they were on the R&B side. Um, it was yes. it was Mike, me, Ag, uh, Cash, Candyman. That's Cash. Shout out to Candyman. Um, That's who I was forgetting. Candyman. He was on tip of my tongue. Pause and shit. Uh, who else? Uh, Fame. That's uh, who else I was trying to remember. Yep. Will. Um. Uh. Billy Brass, there you go. Um, yeah, that that's that was my joint right there. That was go ahead, my kick joint. a free. No, I'm just playing. I'm just fucking with you, <laughs> right? This was that shit though. Yeah. We used to ride around playing this shit in the Stratus. Yeah, back I, in the day. I might kick some. I don't know. We'll <laughs> nah, it's, it's all right. You don't have to. I'm, nobody's ever. You know what? Nobody's ever freestyled well, on I'll here be, ever. I'll be the first. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll be so, the first. So then that starts taking. Oh, that starts taking off. Y'all had funding. I'm not going to say how, but I'm yeah. pretty sure I knew where the funding was coming from <laughs> and shit because there was posters for that shit. Everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. talking about here, York, Lancaster, all everywhere. So I was all like. Somebody's putting money behind this. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to say, but I'm pretty sure I know where the money was coming from. But y'all really started like promoting. Did you guys start doing shows like outside of central Pennsylvania? Like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, around the time NRL formed, you know, that was when we were starting to try to get, you know, notice. Mm-hmm. So, um, and mind you, kids, you couldn't just upload stuff to Instagram. Yeah, there was we, no Instagram. Yeah, there was barely we, no internet. We didn't have barely. that luxury. If you wanted, if yeah, you there wanted, wasn't even MySpace yet. It yeah, wasn't if even you that. wanted. If you wanted to get seen, if you wanted to get heard, you had to travel. Somewhere. Come outside. You know what I mean? So yep. we were we were going like up to State College, mm-hmm. doing shows. We was going to Baltimore, performing at the Afram. We mm-hmm. was going up to New York, performing up in in in, in places up in New York. Um, then we, I think we performed in either North Carolina, South Carolina, um, definitely in the Maryland area. We 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 ventured a couple of times. We, we did. Did y'all have a wrapped truck like a van or something? I'm trying nah, to remember that if it was, was you that guys. Was, that was just post. That up. was post up. Yeah, that was post up. Shout out to Thuggy. Yes, Thuggy is doing it too. He, I, I still got to get him on here too. Yeah, he, he was on here for a quick little cameo the one time Dula called him up. And yeah, shit. but but continue, continue. Yeah, so, so yeah, that was that was that's what it was. That's what it was hitting for around around that time. Nice, yeah. nice. So then. How did it go? How did everything? I guess because NRL was the whole was the whole lot of y'all, but within that there were little groups of people yeah, yeah, within yeah. it because Trayson was in Trey there. Trayson had their click. Um, yeah, Candyman and Cash they were originally a two man a two man team. That's why I remember Candyman. Yep. yep. And then me and Ag, we were we were vibing, so we we had our little thing going. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, Candyman had also had um, he was working with. Uh, major league so he was working with dutch and mm-hmm. and, and, and them guys um ag was was working with them too so it was like 
in the click, it was like little clicks. Like, you know, every, every, everywhere you look, all right, well, I'm cool with you, but I'm cool with this person. And yeah. This person. So we got, but know. everything was all one big, but yeah, friendly yeah, click. yeah, it wasn't, it was, it was never no drama or nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing like yeah. That, so know? when it came to that too, then yeah, Mike was probably the helm. Yeah. He was yeah. the leader of it and he was the, the financier. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was, he was the, he was the keystone. Yeah. So then when did what happened that that splintered off and then you said, you know what, I'm just going to rock out with my man Ag and and then we're going to get Smitty and we're going to do just our future rap music thing popping. So honestly, you know, I mean, you know, in my opinion, I can't even tell you exactly why NRL didn't continue. Uh. I mean, it was. There was a lot of, you know, people that, you know, had their own opinion of, you know, oh, this is what I want to be doing or this is what I want to be doing. What direction we trying to go? Egos. You know, like Something egos, tells me get, egos. egos getting in the way, you know, this person, oh, I'm better than you. And, you know, so it was mm-hmm. just like little by little, it just it stopped happening. And then, okay. you know, I don't know if you remember, we did have the studio, mm-hmm. you know. Where uh, Mike's cousin got shot, and um, when once that stopped, then it was just like you know, like everything kind of started to dissipate. Yeah, you know, and like I said, I was always, I was always cool with. Is, Ag. is he telling the truth, Ag? You know, and in the future, rap music was <laughs> <laughs> What's up, my boy? <laughs> What's what up, good? Chillin', chillin'. I had to, I had to do it. I was like, he's running the NRL story. I was like, let me, let me just see if I can, if I can throw Ag on there real quick. What up, Cube? Well, what's up, my man? What up, Johnny? Hey, what man, up, Cube? I'm fucking, I'm, I'm proud of you, nigga. No doubt, man. I'm proud I'm of you. Proud of you, boy. <laughs> man, last last time I seen you, you was you was literally putting this this shit in motion, bro. Now this this thing is taking off. Yeah, yeah, man. We there, we there. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't even get to that part yet. Right now, we we discussing like um the NRL, and I was asking him. I was all like, "What made NRL disband?" And that's what he was getting into. And then he was saying, um, "I was asking him what made him gravitate to just you, and then what made y'all splinter off and just become y'all two, and then have Smitty be the DJ, and then y'all came up with the future rap music and shit." Yeah, I mean, for 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 me, I mean, an ad can vouch for me. Like we still. Once the NRL thing started to fall fall apart, me and Ag were still working together. Yeah. Like I was still coming to his house, picking him up in my dad's car, you know, bringing him right. to my house. Like you know, what I mean, we was we was always you know linking up, working on music, doing stuff. Yeah, and then we was just like, fuck it, man, we might as well put out a project. You know, what yeah. I mean? that's when me and him. We, yeah, we. Go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, I was saying, no, nah, I'm just piggybacking off what you said, man. Like we just always had a, a natural connection with each other like a mm-hmm. real good friendship from the gate you know what i mean that's my brother you know what i mean yeah. no doubt so like when i first when i first jumped in nrl that was that was my partner like that was my unofficial rap partner my yeah, unofficial official rap partner yeah because so, i always say that the whole nrl thing was like like little clicks but formed under one banner and shit yeah for yep. sure for sure and then we all come together we like voltron you yeah. know what i'm saying so, yeah, that's man. just how it was. Me, me, and Q, we did our, our young guns thing. We, <laughs> yep. way, we did just way said before, that way before young guns. <laughs> yeah, way, that's before, what I said. way before the rap group young guns on Rockefeller, we was called the young guns. Right, and yeah. um, we was out of the crib. We was just getting instrumental tapes and just killing every fucking mm-hmm. beat, bro. Yep, every that's beat. That's what he and said. My dad's, 
Yeah, in my dad's dining room, I put together the studio, and we got we had like a four track recorder. I um, remember that. We was just killing shit, bro. We I was remember, just killing shit. I man. remember Doula took me over there the one time, and then you kept asking me to borrow the Triton. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you wasn't too far from me. You was right down the road. Exactly. I was like three blocks from yeah. you and shit. And I remember the time yeah. you and Jim Beam came over my crib, and I had my little baby set up and shit. With the, with the yeah, Triton and the that. little Zoom drink. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, you, you had the crazy equipment. You know what I, mean? I <laughs> you know. Crazy equipment. crazy equipment with no drive. <laughs> crazy. But you did it, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we was trying to figure out, did you go to McDevitt or did you go to East? What high school did you go nah, to? No, no, no. I went I went to McDevitt for okay. freshman and sophomore. Yeah. And then I went to the Hive. For, I went to uh, Harrisburg High for... Uh, junior and uh, part of my senior year. Yeah, there we go. That's what we the the part we was trying to get to. So then, um, moving forward, then so then y'all decide to do y'all future rap group, and I remember y'all did the uh, the talent show over there at the at the forum and shit. Mm-hmm. And y'all mm-hmm. y'all two was just going off and doing y'all thing. Then what happened there? It just kept going, and then what what slowed it down? Uh did life start lifing? Because that's usually what it is around here. That's definitely what it was. It was never like a thing <laughs> yeah, of like we're not yeah, doing this yeah, no more. Yeah, it was never it was never it was never drama um or nothing like that. It was just life and you know, Ag got into the beats. You know, yeah. like he they, he was he he started focusing on, on beats more. And yeah. it was just like, All right, you know, cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I, I was we, happy. I was happy. I, I knew I could I, I, I wanted I had the passion for the beat making. But like I never. I said, had, we gotta touch on that. Yeah. Make sure you touch on that at some point tonight throughout this interview. We gonna touch on my nigga Chew and his beat Chew the beats up. You know what I mean? Like, well, we gotta we gotta touch on that. Yeah, because uh, there's no way that he couldn't pick up nothing being around you all the time. There's no way. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, but at the time it was his, it was his time to to shine mm-hmm. and roll with it, and I was just like you know happy and just go ahead. You know what I mean? As long as you got beats and I'm allowed to rap on them. You know yeah, I mean? let's, just go. You know let's I mean? just go. Let's just go. Let's get yeah. it. You know, so so. It, what are the odds, uh, Ag? Um, how often are you in touch with Jim Jim Beam? Um, here and there, it's been a hot minute. I, guess I spoke to him like I spoke to him briefly, like <laughs> I want to say like maybe two months ago. Okay, okay, yeah, like super briefly. I'm trying to think of what's but, uh, the odds nah, of getting he, him he, on he, here. Um, <laughs> it might not be that hard. Okay. Make a phone call. You know Pause. I mean? Hey, yo, might not be that hard. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> nah, you might. I'm just you saying. might. You might be reaching. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too much uh, Cam. It is what it is with uh, him and me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted to get you on here though because I know that this this your man's in them. So I was all like, yeah, there's there's no way you could do the Cuban story without throwing an egg in there. You know, I mean the side. You know. Cause y'all, y'all was yeah, a tandem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. If, if you got to hop off, or if you got any questions you want to ask him, I mean, fire away right now because we went from no the doubt. whole thing from hey. him coming off the boat. We we already went through all that. The middle <laughs> school to him meeting up with uh, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I got. I can't wait to hear this joint. <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> nah, nah. Shout out, shout out to DJ Smitty, man. We couldn't have did yep. it without the DJ. Oh yeah, man. definitely. Like, the, yep. I feel, I feel like there's not enough respect on the DJ names, bro. Yes. Like. We mm-hmm. was we was one of those groups that tried to keep the hip hop elements alive. You know what I'm saying? Most so, definitely. Shout out True to Smitty for always being there at the fucking drop of a dime. Shout out him, yeah. bro. Yep. You know what I mean, level level one ENT. Yep. 
Um, yeah. Shout out my man Star. We can't forget Galen, man. Like my man put put up that bread when we needed it for mm. the album. You know what I'm saying? He was a major part of the future of rap music. Yeah, he was. Um, my man Corey Scales, who helped push them albums all crazy. Um, niggas don't really talk to Cash too much no more. But <laughs> shout out Cash for what he did. You know what I mean? For his for his uh, you know, his involvement as well. Yeah, I think but, I'm gonna uh, have to. I think I'm gonna have to do like a NRL one because and the main one I'm missing is Mike because I got you, I got Cuban. And shit, yeah, I maybe, Mike ain't hard to get. I know, no, he's not. He's not. He every time he's in, he's in town, he hits me up and shit. Like, oh, what up, man? What you yeah. trying to do? So you know, mm-hmm. when he ain't dying, yeah, his half sure. his beard blonde and shit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie, hey Q, that that look that sound, that that remind me of some shit that you would have did back in the day, bro. I ain't what, gonna, I ain't gonna lie, bro. <laughs> yo, my nigga Cuban, yo Cuban was always like. He just was always trying to be different, bro. That's one thing I can say about Q. Q never followed a fucking trend. Cuban was a trendsetter, bro. Like, the nigga always, like, it was like, you know what? I'm dying my hair blue. (laughs) And niggas would, yo, niggas would give him mad, like, fucking, like, smoke and mad, like, flack behind that shit. Like, man, why you dying your hair? He's like, I don't give a fuck. That's what I want to do. Hey, man. And then kill that shit. You know what's funny? Hey, hey. The bitches was on it though. Yeah, they was. <laughs> yeah, hey, and you know what's funny? It's funny you said that that you did that to stand out. Because remember, uh, all of our good friends, uh, Dula, Dula, when he was torn with Onyx too, he had a red fro back then to stand out. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Talk about stand out. Yeah. yeah. So he he dyed his hair. He dyed his hair red to stand out too and shit. And then when he got with Onyx, they you know when he was on tour with them he shaved the shit off but Word. yeah but hey you sometimes you do custom, what you gotta do you was getting custom clothing and all that shit my <laughs> wife who was just my friend at the time she was doing a lot of that shit for my man Q oh yeah 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 Word. she used yeah. she she to hook it up she used to hook it up yeah that's crazy we, we, go fab- we, we go to the fabric store and go get some stuff like alright this is what I want alright cool I got you <laughs> fashionista he was a fashion those fashionista crazy right. crazy um, so then when that going, now I'm going to discuss your pivot because right. your pivot, because then all of a sudden the next thing, you know, uh, you know, like you said, life be life and shit happens. Everybody kind of disbands and shit and, you know, the MySpace and all the internet shit kick in. And the next thing you know, I see you boxing. And then I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, what the fuck is he doing boxing? But then like, was that always there? So I always had a passion for boxing. Like that wasn't. You know, anybody that knows me from a young age know that I was heavy in the boxing. It was just the boxing to my fucking head off. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was always I was always into it, but you know, because of my parents, you know, they'd be mm. like, Oh, I don't I, I don't want you getting into that sport, you know, you're gonna get hurt and da 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 So I wasn't allowed to do it. But it was like once I turned eighteen, nineteen and you know, yeah. I started seeing. I was like, "Well, I can, I can do whatever I want." You know what I mean? I yeah. started, I started getting into stuff. I got into martial arts and stuff like that. And then when the when the when the first boxing gym opened up officially here in Harrisburg, you know, who opened that one? Who opened it was the first uh, one? Jason Bryant. Yep. yep. Okay. The big ugly warehouse. Yep. You know, I walked in there. It like I. I wanted the box, but it was more like I just wanted to learn because I had just found out that I had got I was di- I was diagnosed with diabetes, mm. and my doctor was like, "Well, with a little bit of uh, you know exercise and eating healthy, you know 
you can manage this. And I was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? So, you know, I wasn't never big on going to the gym like that. Mm-hmm. And I always said, if I'm going to go to a gym, I want to learn something. Yep. So I walked into the boxing gym. What did and I say to you? And that's yep. where it started. <laughs> you know what I mean? As soon as I walked in, I was like, all right, here I am. You know what I mean? And, yeah, you know, yeah. it just it just blossomed from there. Good, good. That's what's up. That's what's up. So then uh, Jason Bryant, was Dula with him at that time, too, at the Big Ugly Warehouse? Or was it uh, – who had the I one? think, yeah, yeah. He, he was, yeah, right? He, yeah, Because yep. they were training a lot of kids. Yup, yup, yup. And then they there. moved over there to Paxton Street where Brenner Dodge used mm-hmm. to be, right? Yup, yup. That's when I used to sc- come and scoop him sometimes from there, too. Yup. Yeah, that, that, them was the days. Mm-hmm. So – you just stuck with it or what made you like go into training? Like, I understand you, you got a feel for it and then you got so into it. I mean, I was competing, you know, okay. and the golden gloves, stuff like that. And I had the, the idea of going pro, like I wanted mm. to go pro, you know, but then life happened, you know, yeah. my dad, my dad got sick, yeah. you know, with cancer, my mom was sick, you know, and it was like, for me, it was more important to, yeah, take care to spend of to spend time with them and take care of them, then yep. go to to the gym and train and try to you know try to be the pro or whatever mm-hmm. you know, and that's and that and that and that's what happened, you know. Honestly, you know, but yeah. like I I never walked away from it. It was always there. Yeah, it's, it, look, the music's still there. Yeah, everything is still there. Nothing has mm-hmm. left my system. It's just right now. Oh, my no. my focus is more on the boxing side because yeah. you know I'm I just opened the gym I'm trying to I'm trying to be a businessman yep. I'm trying to be a boss you know and mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta work hard for what you for what you absolutely want, you know I mean? countless so, hours put your ten thousand hours in big. exactly so I'm so so I'm, I'm 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 all in but like everything I do even with the boxing I incorporate my music. You know what yep. I mean? I incorporate music. I, you know, I had I had my grand opening. I had DJ Smitty out there. Yeah. Spinning. You know, like I, like it's just you know that's just what what I do. Like the music's never gonna leave my system. The boxing yeah. is never gonna leave my system. So so when when you um when it was with Jason Bryant and them and then that started fading out. How did you get in with 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 Claudia and uh in Capital Punishment? Um, so I didn't. And you know, oh, and ag too. Also, if you have any questions or anything that you was like, hmm, I was always wondered, you know, I always wondered this. I'm just, I'm just listening right now. Okay, I'm okay. I'm listening to the whole so, yeah, so, no doubt, so I, no doubt. I, I, I never the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, I never, I never necessarily worked with Claudie okay. as a boxer. He was a coach. Like I was in Capital Punishment mm. before Claudie was even a part of Capital Punishment. Um. And well, that was I see and, that, but the general consensus, well, to people outside, is thinking that he started that. No, no. So okay. Capital Punishment was started by Jose and Carlos and um and uh, the twins' dad. Uh, mm. That was the the original three. So when I started getting back into the boxing, like after dealing with my parents and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, I was going to the gym and working out because jose used to coach me and i'm like hey you know i'm i'm trying to train and he's like yeah you can come to the gym you know da, 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 da. so i was just coming there just to stay in shape mm-hmm. stay sharp nothing crazy like that then um when they moved over to where they are now mm-hmm. you know that's when claudie had came back into the came into the picture at that God. time i had faded off because i was dealing with this with this stuff with my mom yeah you know what i mean so 
Like I was in and out of the gym. Like I probably come for like a month and then you wouldn't see me for three, four months, you know, got you. whatever. So when I came back, that's when Claudia was there. But like got you. we never as coach to fighter had mm. that interaction. Okay. It wasn't to till I started to notice that there was kids in the gym and people that mm-hmm. they could use, you know, my assistance and can benefit from the knowledge that I had. Yeah. And I started helping and, you know, just in helping and seeing that, you know, what I was teaching, they were getting, I yeah. was like, you know what, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I should try to be a coach, you know? There and, you then, go. and then that's when I started coaching, coaching the boxing aspect of okay. it. Okay. So by the time I brought Shamim around it, you was already yeah. heavy into it. You was way into it by yes. that time. Yep. Got you, got you. and that probably did help for a lot of kids around, like just getting off the pandemic. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that whooped a lot of people's asses <laughs> and shit. But it also sparked yeah. a lot of creative creativity and shit. Yeah, definitely. Because that's when I started this. Yep, literally 420, 2020 Yep, was when I started doing this and shit. And and Ag, I appreciate you for being one of my first guests as well, man. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Yeah, man. It was, you know what I mean? It's, Always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because both of y'all have such a rich fucking history. And I I want, like, that's why I wanted to get deep into the hip-hop shit. That's yeah, why I was yeah, getting yeah. every corner of that shit. Yeah. And, um, and now that you did the boxing, though, what made you decide? You said you just felt like you wanted to be a boss and run your own ship. So that's what made yeah, you go. I mean, like I've 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 always had that mindset. Whether it been it would have been with music or boxing or whatever I was into at that moment, you know, I always had that mindset that you know I want to be my own boss. Like you know, and Ag can relate. You know, you can probably relate. You know, what I mean, yeah, we get into that age where you know. We don't want to answer to the white yeah, man. Waking, waking up and going to a nine to five every yeah. day. You yeah. know what I mean? It's we not, want ownership. Yeah, we want not, ownership. It's not yeah, cool. Man. You know what I mean? And then it's like, like I don't, I, as a grown ass man, I feel, I be feeling uncomfortable. Hey, I need some time off because I want to spend time with my family. Oh, God, like, yo. I don't, I, I, I don't want to have to come and ask another man, hey, can I spend time with my family? No, I'm just going to go spend time with my family. Fuck what you got yo. to say. You know it's I mean? so funny, yeah. so funny you said that shit because that's what I was. That's what made me step. Like I was doing my my reselling shit. Yep. And then I was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put my nuts on the table for once. And yeah. I I quit the law firm that I was working at for nine years. And I was just like, you know wow. what? I'm making more money doing this. Let me just. I was scared as fuck that day when yep. I quit. But then I said, you know what? Let me just do it. And now it's been three years. I haven't had to answer to yeah. a motherfucker if that I want to. That yeah. was my same mindset with, yeah. with this boxing, bro. Like I just said, you know what? I'm going. I'm going to do what I got to do, and mm-hmm. I was scared. I yeah. was scared because I'm oh, like, man, Damn, yep. what if I don't get no members? What's going to happen? Da 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 da. But you know, I've been I've been blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, like I'm still up and running, going on what six months, seven mm-hmm. months into yep. it, and you know. I'm still getting people coming through, and no doubt you know, it is what it that's is. So dope. Yeah, man, that's what man. You got to take that leap of faith, man. Yeah, yep. yeah, that, it's that, always that. about taking a leap of faith and just and just being courageous and having that courage because, like your 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 intuition naturally tells you. Yep. Yes. It, it puts up a, it puts up a defensive mechanism to automatically tell you that you have to work a nine to five, yep. or your bills are going to crumble. Your house is going to being yeah. shambles you're not going to be able mm-hmm. to take care of your family like your intuition wants to tell you that yeah but your heart 
drives you to what it is that the heart wants. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Your heart's telling you, I love doing this. This is what I want to do. But in in many ways, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a super religious person, but I definitely believe in God and I believe in in spirituality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I also believe in manifestation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I believe that you speak words of what you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I literally just had this conversation with my wife the other day. I was like, yo, our words are so powerful. Think yep. about this. Mm-hmm. Think about right now, everything that you're doing, all three of us right now on this line, we're doing this because our brain is controlling us to make mm-hmm. the movements, to, to speak the words that are coming out of our, out of our mouth. Yep. So what difference would it be between your mouth having that power to control your body, your movement, your thoughts? Why would it not be able to control, say, for instance, someone who is sick? Yep. And they believe that they're dying of a terminal illness. Yep. Mm. Bro, the mind is powerful. We can control yep. we can control the narrative. Yep. If we Facts. just learn to manifest things. Yep. Speak out of your mouth positivity. Speak yeah. out of your mouth positivity over your children every day. Yep. Like you might see negative shit and you might be like, Man, I don't feel good. This this is fucked up. Mm-hmm. And oh yep. man, my money's fucked up. Nah, don't say that shit, man. Say you're up. You're yep. up. My children yeah. are, are good. We blessed. We got everything we need. We got more. You're a money magnet. It keeps coming to you. Like, yep. you got to yeah. believe it. It's going to happen, bro. Yeah. Like, I've been speaking that into my life lately, and it's been happening for yeah. me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, let me Hell be a yeah. I, I see you. I see let you. y'all know it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I see you. I see you on that Joel Ortiz uh, <laughs> crook project, and, yes. and you on the new one that's coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he just said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see how humble he said. He said, mm-hmm. but that's hey, yeah, listen, nah. you know, what I mean, like in the piggyback off of what he said, like that was the mindset that I had to have. You know, what I mean, because right. you know, Ag knows I worked at my last my last job at Hamilton Health Center. I was there for like 15, 16 years, bro, and yeah. I ain't gonna hold yeah. you. That is where I saw I hated that you. job. I saw you bro. there a couple times. You right. <laughs> I hated I hated that job so bad, but in the same breath, I learned so much while being there. Oh, you know everything I mean? is, like, is an experience. You know, everything, everything was an experience, experience. And it was like, yeah. you know, I was I, I I would always tell myself, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna get out of here. Then, mm-hmm. you know, once the opportunity for boxing started to come about, I started saying, you know. One day I'm going to open my own gym. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I kept and I kept that same mindset. Everything every, every time I talk to mental somebody, white, keep a mental whiteboard. You know, yeah, with that was, on there. That's what I was talking yeah. about. Like yeah. you know, what I mean, if that wasn't music, it was boxing. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. And I just kept it going, kept it going, up until the point that the opportunity was 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 granted for me to open a gym. You know what yeah. I mean? And here I am. Nice man, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm proud of you because when I saw you did that shit, I was all like, you know what? Let me go pay my man a visit, and that's what that's when I hit up Ag. I hit yeah. up Ag, and I was like, yo, give me Cuba's number, man. I can't find him. Yeah, and shit, and, and I saw you doing that. I was like, yo, let me come over there, and then come to find out you're fucking seven minutes away from here. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you right by the crib too. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You still gotta come out, come out, Ag. Yeah, I know my, my bullshit, man. <laughs> But you get you you, you getting know, that money though. You making I, you working on your passion though. Yeah, no doubt. Man, I be now nah, I just be on hermit mode, bro. I be in the mm-hmm. crib like. A, <laughs> yeah, but you still. But even when you be at the crib, you working on. Like I said, you always working on yeah, the beats. Yeah, yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, then I still want to come out and support my guy, bro. I told you I was going to slide through. I'm going to slide through. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I, I went yeah. by and peeped it peeped it the other day and shit. It, I was like, God damn, you doing it. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. That's why I was like, nah, I got to get you on the podcast. This is a <laughs> dope ass story to go from, you know what I mean? Cuban immigrant literally coming here on a boat to fucking, <laughs> you know, being an MC and being part of, you know, one of Harrisburg's biggest cliques and shit. And yeah. then to pivot from that to go to boxing, which was another passion of yours, and then be creative enough to start your own boxing gym. Yeah. That's a motherfucking huge leap without looking type shit for your ass right there, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying it with all the cuss Word. words to put <laughs> emphasis on it. So all y'all ignorant <laughs> niggas hear me. Shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm saying. It just Sometimes you just got to put your nuts on the table and, you know what I mean, and go for it. You Definitely. Know? Jump off that cliff in the dark. You never know, man. Shit. Yeah, man. Catch I, some yeah, you don't want to look back and miss out on shit that you yeah. did. I, I, I've, start, yeah. I, I've started looking at life in don't, a whole different mm-hmm. light, man. Don't be, like, a, don't be a shit of could You know, water. everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, my parents ain't here for a reason. Uh, you know, Same. my circumstances with jobs and switching and doing this, that, and the third. All that happens for a reason. And yeah. it, I, I think it was mentally preparing me, mm-hmm. you know I mean, to be disciplined, to stick to what I know and, yeah. and, and whatever obstacles come my way, manage them. Because being a supervisor and managing people all day, especially where I was at, <laughs> yeah, bro, <laughs> that was a headache. That was a headache. Especially at a hood spot day. like that. Shit. But, it it taught me to be able to deal with so many different people at any time, you know. So like I like you know even now taught you how to delegate. Yeah, I I I know how to deal with the 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 the, the semi racist person. I know how to deal with the anxious person. I know how to deal with you know whatever you know. What I mean the hood got, booger. Yeah, I got <laughs> I got I got fighters that come in there, and I'm a boxing coach. And I love doing it, but a lot of times, you know what I mean, to keep it a buck, I'm like a counselor. Yes. I'm like a counselor. I, 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 you don't know how many times after gym is over, I'm sitting here with a fighter who just won his last three, four fights, but he's telling me he don't think that he he, he, he got what it takes. And I'm like, dude, yeah. you just won your last four fights. How you don't got what it take? Like you, you know I mean, you got to fix your mindset and that's change. all it is. It's really a you mind know? thing. So yeah. like I, I, I do a lot of, I do a lot of count, counseling too, man. Yeah. Let me yeah. ask, let me ask both of you, both of you gentlemen, something too. Cause at first this was, you know, from where we come from and how we all grew up and shit. And all of us didn't grow up too far apart from each other. Even though we all had different kind of walks of life. We all, it's funny how I, I stay saying this on this fucking podcast, man. Hip hop is the ultimate fucking unifier, oh, yo. Yes. Most definitely, you're fucking yeah. Cuban from from uptown. You were a couple years behind me. Ag is a couple years behind me from private school and shit. Lived three blocks from me. Yep. And we all ended up coming together because of this fucking hip hop shit. And yep. I always wondered, um, like coming from where we come from back then when they used to say therapy was. Like, oh, you going to a therapist? What are you crazy? You need a shrink and all that. You know what I mean? Do any of you guys go to therapy now, currently? Have a therapist or anything? Nah. I don't. Um, do I've do? thought about it, oh. you know, and I would definitely. Especially after your parents. Not even not even just, just life in general. Because okay. I, I, I keep it a buck. Well, life isn't easy. Life yeah. isn't easy. And there's there's days where I'm mentally, I'm mentally not 
with mm-hmm. the shits, you yeah. know, and like I, I ain't going. I'm not I, like I, I, I be the, I, I, I will admit, like I've had mental breakdowns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when, when that, when, when my gym first opened up. Oh, the anxiety kicked in. Boy. I had all this anxiety. I had people coming in left and right, and I'm like, damn, it's only two coaches in here, and I got all these people. How am I going to service this? And then I got this person asking for me for this, and this person asking me for that, and I was sitting there like. I don't know how I'm going to do this shit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, ever since I opened, that's another thing. I've been on go Monday, Good. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The only day I got off is Sunday. As you should. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's, it's crazy. And it was like, in. in the beginning, I was just like getting overwhelmed, like, you know, to the point where like it was times that I'd be like, man, fuck this shit, yo. I don't even want to do this no more. Like, I'm just, I'm just not going to go into the gym today. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I, I build up the courage and I'm like, you know what? This is what you wanted to do. And with anything good in life, come you, it comes with hard work. Yep. So if you don't put in the work, you know what I mean? How are you going to see the fruits of your labor? Yep. You know Let I mean? me tell so, you the reason. Yep. And this is the reason why I asked both of you that, though, is because, like how you said, both of your parents passed. Mm-hmm. In 2018, I lost my mother in January and lost my dad in August. Damn. All in the same mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So, but yeah, the thing with my dad, I saw that coming. Yeah. I already saw when they when they put the tube down the the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the tube down his throat and everything. I was like, all right, I already see that this ain't gonna end well. My mom's that was an uppercut and yeah. the right, that was a knockout punch because it was like one day she's fine, the next day I'm coming and she's I like I saw her die. Yeah, so that was hard. Yeah. That I couldn't handle. That I needed like, and it was just a friend of mine was just like, hey, have you ever talked to a therapist about this shit? I was like, nah, she was like, it'd be good to talk to somebody who goes from a different walk of life for you to give you a different perspective because they don't see things the way you see things. Yep. So it might be good to talk to somebody like that about whatever you're going through and shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that 2018, I, I started going to therapy, like, let me see, my mom passed January, like May from that year to May of the next year. And then a little bit after that, I was seeing a therapist and it kind of helped, yo. They, yeah, they yeah. give you little techniques and shit, and some of them little techniques actually work. No doubt. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, if, if y'all ever get to that point or if you just, like, want to talk to somebody who ain't going to judge you and they don't know, like, they, they have a whole different mindset of you or grew up in a whole separate yeah. environment from you, it's kind of good to get that shit off yeah. your brain well, to but, somebody and me, then see what they Believe it back. or not. Believe it or not, you know, um, for me, the ther- and and I'm I'm not opposed to a therapist. Yeah. Like you know, like I said, I I would do it. But for me, surrounding myself with people of all walks of life mm-hmm. has been my therapy. Yeah, because it yeah. allow it allows it comes in different ways. Yeah, I'm not it, saying it has yeah, to go it, that it, way. It allows me to be me. Like when I'm at the boxing gym and I got multiple different fighters around like they're all different everybody's mm-hmm. different you going through some stuff you going through some stuff i'm going through some stuff let's talk yeah you know I and mean? that's group what sessions. we do group you sessions I mean? work like that too yep and i and like like i have fighters that hit me up like hey coach you got you you got a little bit of time i need to talk and then we'll talk and mm-hmm. you know and same here i'll call up hey what you doing Let's go shoot some pool, bro. And I just get I get my shit off. You and know that's I mean? get your shit off. That's what I meant. It's it's good to vent to somebody 
every now and then when your brain gets a little too clogged up or you just got too much, you you can't turn your brain off. It's good to get your shit yeah. off to somebody. And then, oh, and then, maybe can, and then one and, yeah. and another thing too, don't be afraid to ask for help. Oh yeah. That, that, right. that that's the biggest thing. Cause I found that out. Like, you know, with the boxing, you know, especially like I was trying to do everything. I was trying to be the gym manager, the coach, the financial person, the, this, the, that. And I'm sitting there like, Damn, I, I can't do this all. I don't have the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So then I started. I was like, I put my manager skills to work. Yeah, I, started, I was about to say delegate. I was yeah. like, Hey, what what do you do for a living? Oh, I do this. All right, would you mind helping me with the finances? You collect the money. Da 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 da. Yeah, I got you. Hey, what do you do? And I started delegating shit yep, to, to my fighters. To my fighters, you know what I mean. And now I got my fighters helping me. You know, run run the yeah. business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So There's no such thing as like I know the term one man army sounds dope in yeah, a rhyme yeah. and shit, but you need a team. Oh, Everybody yeah, needs a team. Yep. It doesn't matter whether it could mm-hmm. be or even like it could just be even you and your girl could be a team. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. If it's just y'all two holding down a household and shit. Definitely. You know what I mean? I know Ag's familiar with that. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just need, you know. The wifey come through and, yeah. you know, hey, shit, she can help out, offer some insight and everything, help unload some of your baggage and shit. So, yeah. trust me, it, it always comes through. The reason, yeah, I was just saying that is because cause I didn't know you lost both, too. Because yeah. I know your pop, I remember when your pops passed. Yeah. But I didn't know your mom's, too. I was like, damn, me and this motherfucker got the same yeah. type of shit. And I was going to get to that, like, how did you handle that? But yeah. if you, you kept yourself busy. And hey, I that's just, what I did, too. Like I said, I stayed focused. And I just, yeah. like I said, I stopped feeling bad for myself that was yeah. that was another thing like like when my dad passed away that was my eye opener you know what i mean when when i knew the, he was gonna pass i was just like you saw it coming i yeah. was like i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna he's not gonna be here yeah you know i i can't have that young boy mentality anymore mm-hmm. like you know when i was when i was a kid you know not paying my car insurance losing my car you know not keeping the job, just I was just doing all the the most immature shit. Yeah, you know I mean, yep. I lost my driver's license for like ten years on some bullshit. So I was driving on on a suspended license. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With with a car that was in my dad's name, and my yeah. dad was about to pass away. And I'm like, well, what happens when I pay off this car? Like, yeah. I can't do anything with it because it's in his name. Yeah, you know what I mean, so I started making preparations and doing things. I started working on building my credit. Yep, you know. You know, the fifteen knock three on, rule. Knock on wood, bro. Like I keep it a buck with everybody. My 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 credit score is like almost a eight eight hundred. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that all came from seven fifty three. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, from a lot of from a lot of work and a lot of sacrifices. Like you know, what I mean, anybody mm-hmm. that knows me, I'm I'm a heavy uh, Air Force One guy. Yeah, I was buying sneakers all the fucking time. I was doing this all the fucking time. I was like, you know what I mean? And I was like, you know what? I can't do this all the time now. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to focus because if something goes wrong, I need to have money in the stash. You know what I mean? For this, I Sometimes need to have Sometimes you that, have to you know sacrifice I mean? some so of your vices. Exactly. To, so I started sacrificing things. Yeah. And, you know, that mentality of, oh, the bill's due tomorrow. I'll wait till next week. Nah, fuck that. You know, I, I'm paying my bills a week in advance if I got Let me money. tell you. All right. Let me give both of y'all a quick jewel and shit. Uh, shout out to Kendra. She helped me out. with. She gave me this tip. Uh, do y'all know what the 15-3 rule is mm, when no. it comes to credit? Ag, you ever heard of that? Nah. Let me no. school y'all real quick. If y'all want to jump y'all credit score 
like 20 points at a time over time it'll go crazy uh let's say you have a bill your shit's 800 pay mm-hmm. 400 on the 15th and then three days before the end of the month because oh, yeah. pay the two payments in the month yes pay yep. the pay the rest of it off in full because three days before that's when it'll register so it will register on time that you paid it for that month yep. it makes your credit score jump 25 points at a time every I'm time on, every i'm time. already on it johnny so the 15 three <laughs> yeah that oh, 15 I've that been, 15 three rule helped my shit go from like a six 680 now i'm at 753 yeah. and going up i've been i've been i've been listen that's so you one said, you said on the 15th for the month pay on the 15th and then pay right before your yeah your, like three three, three to days four days the end of the month. before it's before your payment is yep. due pay whatever remaining balance of it is so it, reg- it registers like a double yes. payment for you yes that and it also wow. yeah and before the creditors and if you pay before then It'll it'll uh, look good on your payment for that month to the creditors. Yep. So they'll automatically it automatically make your score jump. You'll start getting emails saying, "Hey, your credit score has jumped." Yep. Such, something such and such. That's a dope good deal deal. right there. Yeah, yeah man. That's how. I, that's hey. Listen. That's how that worked out for me when I I walked into the bank and I, I applied for a, a a credit for my um for my business and yeah. I didn't think they was gonna give it to me and like I. Lady was like, "Oh yeah, you got approved for forty thousand dollars." I was like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. are you serious right now?" <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, wow. you know what I mean?" But absolutely, you know, yeah. it, it, you living, you learning, like like th- these jewels that we're given. There's to an people, article about it, Ag. I'm gonna send I mean? it to you. All right, we're giving these jewels okay. out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we didn't get these. Yeah, you know, we learned through trial and error. Mm-hmm. So now. And having time this, and experience yep, and age. Yep, yeah. Having this information now, this is the time to start giving it to other people. Yep. Yeah, you know I mean, because I, I sometimes I find myself I, I be at, at work talking to my coworkers and they're like, "Yo, I don't know how I'm gonna do this." I'm like, "Well, first of all, you keep going out spending money every time, every week for every day for lunch. That's why you broke. Like you broke yeah. all the, you you broke all the time because you don't know how." You know what I mean? How to do this. And then you you see this and then, oh, I got to have it. You don't have to have it. You want, want it. it. You know yeah, what I mean? Want to have it, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it's like once sure. once you once you develop that mind state, like what's important and what's not important, mm-hmm. then you start living yeah. life. You know what I mean? This and you is, start doing things like you want to do it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And this is another thing, too. And I think Ag mastered this, too, a, a while ago, too. You turn your... Out, you turn your habits into your hustle. Yep. Like I used to be a shopaholic only because I used to be piss poor as a kid. So when I started getting money, I just started buying all the clothes that I couldn't get when I was little. Started <laughs> buying all the toys, all the retro games, all, yeah, all yeah. that shit. And then I was like, you know what? That shit stockpiling. Let me start selling that shit. And that mm-hmm. was that was when it was just eBay. Yeah. Then over time, all the other joints come in, and now shit, I got damn near a six figure business doing that shit. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, and I don't answer to nobody. Like, Ag, you know, I, I've schooled Ag. I've schooled Doula. i school anybody who's willing to do it. I'm I'm three steps away from fucking starting a class and just showing people how to flip. <laughs> you know? No doubt. <laughs> you know? But That's even dope. you, too, though. You don't have a stream of income. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And just like you with, you, with your boxing and everything, like, that was always, like, a passion for you, of you. And yep. you turned that shit into your hustle now. So, yep. yeah. And Ag, even with the beats and shit. Ag yep. took his right. music... His music passion more than shit. Anybody yeah. in the Berg, pretty much, he got it farther than most. You and Jim Beam, pretty much, are the two success stories as far as taking the music to yeah. another level in in Berg. the Berg. Shit, 
They Word. need to have a shrine with with both of y'all asses on there and shit. <laughs> have that picture uh, from the NRL cover <laughs> with you with you uh, with your hands together, but looking up in the sky, man. praying with a bandana on with braids. And on that note, I gotta get ready to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. I gotta get back to doing what I'm doing, man. Yeah, man. Right, I love boy. I love both of y'all, brothers, man. Yeah. And if yeah. y'all don't know shit, hit up hit up Ag and and go listen to that uh the Joel the Joel Ortiz Crooked Eye compilation. He got he got four joints on there. Is yes, it four? Sir. Is it four yes, or sir. six? It's four, right? Um, it's four on the uh. You got on the, what's the name album? The LAX, the yeah. NY bedroom, yeah. And then we got the we got the one single. Don't give me the line right now. I can't even think of what it is. <laughs> it's all right. But you'll, you'll be able to find them. Got you. <laughs> got you. All right, then, Ag. Good right, looking man. for calling in, all man. Right, Surprising him. Yeah. Yep. Right. Y'all later, man. Yep. Later. Boy. Shit. That was a dope little joint. And we we ended on some motivational shit. Yeah, definitely. You see what I mean? I told you I need you for a little bit of time. But when you start talking, look look where we at now. 120 and yeah, shit. Yeah, no doubt. I'm telling you. No doubt. Like I said, this, this, doing this podcast shit is kind of therapeutic yeah, and yeah. it's always good to get interesting story. Like I always said, this podcast is a kid born in Lynn, Massachusetts who came down to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, interviewing people from different walks of life. That's yeah. how I always no preface doubt. this, this podcast and shit. So it's always good to get different. Oh shit. Skip that. Um, it's always good to get different takes from uh, different people and shit, man. And your story is definitely good, especially the fact that you pivoted. Yeah. Cause then that shows the power of us. Like, Everybody is truly a, a creative, you yes. know what I mean? And and it doesn't have to be, when I say creative, I don't mean like just like making music or something. It could be you're good at yeah. boxing. Yeah, whatever and, you're good at, man. Yeah. Just be creative. Think outside the box. Absolutely. Don't, don't, don't allow nobody to tell you mm-hmm. what you can and can't do. Exactly. You know I mean? Like shit. I first started like. On some drawing shit. I thought I was gonna be a comic book artist. Yeah. I thought I was gonna be Tom McFarlane. Yeah, you know. And then you know. I draw too. You know, yeah. what I mean, I, hey, listen, it's I, funny. I do that? a little bit of everything. I make beats. I, yeah, I rap. I, I, you know, I draw. I, I make draw. shirts. Yeah. I do. I do everything, man. Yeah. Shit, I do a little bit of everything. Shit. Um, and now I'm a podcaster. You yeah. know what I mean? No Just doubt. all around creatives. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you could only do your one trick pony. Yeah, shit. all of us are made to do to use our creative brains then that's why Definitely. i like talking to fellow creatives to get you know perspective yep. juice insight whatever Definitely. i said juice wow <laughs> damn i aged myself too hey. much but um yeah, everybody, I hope you, you took in some of these jewels. Shout out to Ag for uh for, yes, for definitely and shit. And uh coming up soon too, we're gonna do I'm gonna do my uh YouTube debut. I'm gonna shoot a live show. Okay. And, and coming up in the next couple of episodes. Well, I definitely gotta be a part out. of that too. Yeah, man. Definitely. It's, it's we're gonna have some uh some special guests and shit. Um But Cuban, man, thank you for thank uh you. for coming thank through, you for man. Having me, man. Look at this is this is what I'm talking about. I seen him literally at a, ran up on him at the gas station three days ago. And he was like, yo, when are we going to do that? Yep. And I didn't even think he was going to bring it up to me. I was going to bring it up to him slightly. But <laughs> I was like, you know, because a lot nah, of people have I'm, shit going on. Nah, I'm here. Yeah. Man. I'm and then here. he said, yo, when you want to do it? And I was like, what? Because I was I'm, I'm, I'm going to start training with him. And then yeah. he was all like, he was like, nah, the, the podcast. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He said Thursday. He came through. It was a man of his word. Definitely. So shit, my man. We and, on it. Yeah. So this has been another episode of the Don't Overthink It podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, 
Dula, uh, I'll hit up Dula later and shit. But we, me and Dula got something cooking that that y'all definitely gonna enjoy. That's it's gonna make us a little mark. Not a little mark. It's gonna make a little splash, right? You know. Um, we're gonna end it off on on the song you freestyle to. If you want to freestyle to it, I mean, knock yourself oh, out. Oh shit! <laughs> Let me see how much more time. How much there. time we got on there? Just a minute and 30. You can run it back, whatever. Okay, here, here. Let me just let me just run him back. Let me run him. Let me run him. We're gonna do a West Coast freestyle. Yeah. This is the first freestyle on on Don't Overthink <laughs> Podcast. We're gonna fade it out with it. No doubt. Oh. Yeah, it's level one. Oh. It's like that. Go ahead. Cuban spell Latin. You already know. Coach Q. For those in the boxing world, you know how I do it. Alright, let's do it like this. There we go. Check it out. Uh been a minute since they heard a verse from me I told y'all before I get money I'm still doing shit, ain't shit funny I'm so hungry, but still fill my tummy I still do this shit all day, I don't play So I could give a fuck what you gotta say Listen, you bring drama my way and I handle it quick Cause my flow so sick, yeah Keep a bitch that might be thick Right in the hips or the ass Put your whole team on blast Get out of line, get shattered like glass you will not last in this thing. I put your whole fucking body in a sling or a body bag. I hold it down. Shout out to my man Johnny and Ag for the show. Yeah. I still do it with the flow. Who want to go toe to toe? Blow for blow. It really doesn't matter. Fuck around and get served like a platter or a waiter because you a hater. See you later. Alligator. Get <laughs> ate like an hour later because you sweet. Fuck around and get your ass beat. Check it. Uh, yeah. There we go. We, that's how we gonna end this shit and shit. Uh Cuban Spit Latin. Thank you. Um shout out to Boxing Gym. Yes, sir. Uh level one boxing um and fitness, two hundred Lambs Gap Road, Mechanicsburg, PA. Come check me out. You Absolutely. know what I mean? We got a good uh good classes that going on, good sparring. Uh, got a good good line of coaches there working out. Um and you guys do everything too, cardio. Yeah, we do everything. Weights. You know what I mean? We we got a little fitness room. Yep. Yeah, I, we got I've everything. I've been there. Trust me. He had. He, they got it all there. Trust me. They got two floors. They that you could. You know what I mean? You could just box. You could spar. You yes. could just. You know. You could even jog around there too because there's nice little views out there. Definitely. Yeah. And FYI, that freestyle was off top. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. So. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Don't Overthink It podcast. I'm your host, Dominican Johnny. I'm going to leave it off with this instrumental. Peace. Holla. Holla.